possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. That's a podcast by the fans for the fans of the West Coast Eagles and we're brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts and they'll be doing that every week. Uh, Boys, I want to get straight into it, guys. I want you to have a listen to this and I want your honest feedback. That's the new song, or the new addition to the old song as it goes. So, what did you think about it? You want to go first, Wayne? Oh, to be honest, I didn't understand it at the start, and what? I just sort of watched the replay a few times to well, get the it. lyrics because they did muck it up. He goes, "We are the, we're the Eagles." It's done by Hutchings at the start because he's. It's like I think it's from the Justin Langer thing. Mm. You have one person do it, and then everyone's come in. So it goes, born as pride from isolation, our fortress built, we cross the nation, our colours share the west coast sky, our will to win won't die. And then you go under the Eagles. And that's that little bit where it got a bit of muddled up, but it was the first go at it. So I didn't think too bad. My first impressions when I heard it, I was went, I've been waiting for this for friggin' ages. Yeah, I think the clarity of it will improve over time oh, as they get used to singing it. Because you see, when it kicks into the second verse, it's tradi- our traditional old song. They, you know, it's so much clearer. Um, but it this sounds like I'm sitting on the bench a bit, and it's probably because I am. I don't really care about the song. Like it's, I'm so excited after a win. I, I love hearing the song, but the boys celebrate. I don't sit there and I don't listen to the song on the way to work. You know what I mean? To me, it's just I'm so excited after a win. The song doesn't actually mean much to me. And I know there's a lot of passionate supporters out there that would feel the complete opposite. I think the reason why it's been done, and it was the marketing department that came up with the idea. They took it to the players, and then it's player-driven, of course. But it's like, you hear the West Coast Eagles, you know, their song, it's just quick and sharp. You hear Frio's, which is the worst song I've ever heard. But they're not the traditional football songs, so I think they were trying to bring that sort of like little bit of a feel back you know like with the amateur clubs and all that you sit there yeah. and with the amateur clubs you don't sing it you chant it like that I know from my club Jesus Christ we wouldn't even know how the melody goes we just chant it yeah. and who knows we're probably doing a disservice to the guys back that originally made the song up you know what I mean I just thought it was something new it was they kept it quiet which was really really good and then they come up with it and surprisingly it's got 
pretty good feedback. It was probably more the most positive. En- it's probably the most enthusiastic when you think about of seeing them uh, sing, song, sing the song because I think most clubs then you watch after the game uh, on the telly, you watch them sing their song. They're all pretty bland. Yeah, they all just sort of stand there. And it's, it's like oh, we got to do this now. Got to do the token song for the fans on the TV. To, there's no excitement in singing songs. That was that ex- kind of my point I was getting mm. at. You know, it's not the song, it's the excitement of a yeah. win. If it's a good win, they will bust that song out better. You can feel the excitement in that room. Compared to a, a close win or a win they're not too happy with, mm. they don't bust it out. And the excitement- for me to hate that song, though, it would have to be bad. Yeah. And I mean really bad. The excitement probably come a bit because of the milestones we had as well. Hearn, uh, Marston and... Um, JK, so yeah. that could have been. We'll, we'll stick to the uh, pre-game or entertainment because that was after the game. The unfurling of the flag. Now, I was at the ground and all I saw was Rick the Rock fall off, and I thought he'd fallen. And I was like, "What the?" And then you see afterwards, he slide down. He's got the flag, but there was no pre-warning. All you just see is what. <laughs> and that was a it was a good entrance being at the ground. I don't know yeah. what it was like on TV. Yeah, I did a backflip off there, so yeah, it was a bit impressive seeing on TV. Um, but the thing was because it's so there was no warning on TV either because it was done quite obviously before the game. You only saw a quick highlight. So yeah. Eagle saw Same. you saw yeah the the backflip. You didn't actually see any of the lead up to it. You didn't see the Lacar lap of honor. You didn't see any of this stuff that you would have seen and appreciated more at the ground. Mm. Yeah, it was just interesting because, like, people at the crowd were like, what? It was like everyone was like... Yeah. And it was it, it was good theatre to watch in then because afterwards they had Ozzy come out and he actually flew out and then he come back in and they were going... Because oh, when he, he's had a bit of trouble flying around um, in that stadium because it's round and it's different compared to CB and different airflows and that. And they've got Osprey on the other side yeah. that, you know, could cause a problem. But and he flew out, and the crowd went oh, and then all of a sudden he come back in again. So that was it was it was pretty good for a build up for a game. After the game, we've basically talked about this off air, so we're back on air now with it. Racism, we've talked about social media and where that, but it was good to see the Giants try and do something to address it because um, everyone at the ground didn't know what the hell was going on after the game. I think um, I think all the games did it on the weekend. Did they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a. Um it was something they all decided to do and stood together. So I think it was great, and um, it was great for the game. It was great for the way the players got around Liam Ryan and um, and Jetta and all those guys. And it's yeah, it's a game of one per- people. It's for all of us, not for just for yeah. And one. that's it. And but at the end of the day, it's never going to stop it happening. No, it's going to always happen. It's and always going to be in the game. Dan's got his way. views on the reason why, and I agree with him totally. So, do you want to just briefly say your reasons why, Dan, or what? It was more of an event. I just It's got to the stage now where I'm an avid person on social media. This podcast is on social media. We touched on we actually wouldn't have met if it wasn't for social media. But I hate how reliant we are on social media nowadays. Like It's almost like our lives revolve around it. Now, these people are doing it for attention. They wouldn't say this in the real world. And it gets to the stage, well, put it down, walk away. Yep. These Look people the other just way, want attention. By. Not so much ignore someone that says that, but if it's say you're Liam Ryan and there's such hate on this thing, don't be on that thing. And that's where it's catch twenty two because it's so hard because it's such a 
crucial cog in our lives nowadays, but I don't like the fact it is. And it kind of came up with Melbourne. They're doing a banner of mean tweets. You know, the banner's not going to help things. And if Twitter's so bad and it's not working for you, get off it. You don't need it. And I just wish that's the approach people take. And a lot of the big celebs in America do actually take that approach. They're not yeah. on Twitter, not on these things. Because it just gives these people... and. As far as I'm concerned, racists are scum. So it gives these scum a platform to preach these hate. Even if they don't actually strongly believe it, it still gives them that platform to spill the hate. Well, you said banner in there. Now, a little birdie, the same little birdie that gave me information on rolling, and that was proved correct, as we've seen in the week, says the banner could be back at Optus. Mm. So if anyone in the cheer squad has heard anything, let us know. If you can confirm it, let me know. Um, I'll give you my source if you want and we can find out if if it's going to happen. Well, but it'd be good to see it. That, uh, people hate the uh, tunnel, they love the tunnel, you know, it doesn't matter. But I don't understand why you can't have one or the other. You can have both. It's exactly right. Have the yeah. banner, you know, they run out yeah. through the tunnel and hit the banner. and. Not, not that it's a big deal, but nah, it's just a little bit. Yeah, it means a lot talking. to some people though, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Hey, look, we'll get on to a few other things before we get into our games. That... And uh, I know where you guys sit on this subject, AFLW, but the grand final, they had 53,000 people there, and hence it was free. Um, but it was a good spectacle if you sat down and had a bit of a watch. Um, you got more people watching it on TV than the, ma- the males on Fox Hill, which is weird. Mm. Um, and you just got to look at it. Um, 2020, the Eagles come out. Um, Adam Salwood, he said they've got eight more girls to pick and they might be releasing some of them this week. And eight of them can be from Fremantle because Fremantle got um, access to um, Eagles Academy girls. So they've been sussing them out and they can pick four from interstate clubs. So that's another 12 plus what they bring on in the draft. That's going to shape up for the Eagles next year, don't they? How it's run. I think people need to get behind it regardless because it's going to keep happening. And, you know, I, I know I've been knocking it a lot and as we've done, but I will probably get a bit behind it now, especially after I saw how Aaron Phillips was... I, I've never seen that on a football field ever. I think She did a knee and that was just... Yeah. Stand, that was unbelievable. I, 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 what I've seen, there's only three girls I rate in the competition. Aaron Phillips... Daisy Pierce didn't play because she's had uh, just had babies recently, and the girl from the Bulldogs, Harris. Uh, no, no, not Taylor Harris uh-huh. from Carlton. No, the girl from the Bulldogs, uh, the blonde one, blonde one that got suspended yep. last year. They rate them. Oh, you know, but... they can play the game, but I'm, look, I'm not sexist or anything, but I, they drag, they drag women in from netball, softball, wherever to make up these games, uh, and they've got to do that to get that product because. They, they don't have and look I'm, I'll, get, I'll get on my bandwagon here I walked around at our local ground two weeks ago and with my wife and the dog and there was junior girls playing cricket a full on competition yep. we do not have that in junior football now I was a president of a club who had nearly 2,000 kids in junior football and in the 2,000 kids we had 10 girls and they were all in the Auskick group now yep. until junior football gets a standalone girls competition right from the under 8s right through to the seniors and that's going to be 20 25 years away people laugh at me when i say that but it's not happening because girls do not want to play football in the winter young girls 
do not want to get up at nine o'clock in the morning and get freezing cold, hard footballers hitting their hands in the morning. And that's a fact. You can, and, people and can I, say what they bloody like. I agree with you because at my fact. junior football club, we're having trouble getting the year sixes to year nines. After that, we're having no trouble. But that area from year six to nine, we're having a bit of a trouble. And you look now at the women's comp, they have more knee reconstruction injuries than any, any uh, professional or any senior sport in or in well, our we, country, just about in our world. Well, we've just seen the best player go down with one. So, Well, that, that's about the eighth or ninth woman in in the past six weeks. Well, they had, they had someone else too. Or last week they had two. Yeah, there's two. Two in the so same game. They've had about, I think, yep. Aaron Phillips by even 10. Mm. In a, in an eight-week competition, I mean, because they're not conditioned. Their body is not conditioned yeah. for this game. And people, I, I'm, people can say what they want and they can put on their on our page, you know, Wayne, you're just a sexist, whatever. I don't care. I'll but do it when I get I, I follow we're gonna have yeah. We're going to have a new segment. It's going to be Wayne's Corner yeah. or Wayne's View. And then we're going to work with this one. I think it's going to be good. And you tell me, <laughs> AFL would have been wrapped, yeah, 53,000 It would people. have been wrapped, but it's at but, a loss. <laughs> well, it's 53,000 people. You, you charge 53,000 people, say, right, it's going to cost you $50 an adult and they back that up. a kid. They back that up. They... They are prepared to take the loss on the ground because of the money they get free for sponsorship and broadcasting. And that's, again, that's just the way And it it's goes. still running at a loss. Yeah. So I don't care what anyone That's did. what I was about to actually say. I was going to say I'm going to steal a bit of Wayne's thunder here because we touched on it running at a loss earlier. 53,000 people, yeah, that's great, but you let them in for free. You mm. didn't make money off that. No. They will spin it any way they want. Oh, of course they will. But if you could make money by not charging... No team, North Melbourne wouldn't charge, Saints wouldn't charge, because they'll just want people through the game. Um, and you kind of touched on it, basically, but I get back to the old point when we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. It's the talent pool in it. Aaron Phillips is a great football, and it showed. Like, Carlton versus Adelaide was not a good spectacle. Adelaide was just so far superior. That side. And that's what I'm saying, Drumble. If you get one... Good play, and that's where the comp is right now. Sadly, it only takes one star AFLW player to make a team in that side because the draft pool is so bad. And we're just adding more teams. They should have kept it four teams and kept it going. Should have been franchise. The talent would be so much better, and the spectacle would be so much better. This, how many teams are we having next year? Was do you know? There's got to be fourteen. Four, Sorry, that, so like, to me, that that's just alarm bells ringing, and that's my criticism. Not the actual AFLW. Not the sport, not the fact they're reaching out and there's going to be a women's league. I like that. It's the fact it's not there yet and now you're making a 14 AFL, The AFL are scared of people have taken up their spot in the spotlight. And to me, I'll quickly descend on AFLW. It should have started in 2020 when they was first going to do it and have an eight-team franchise. Mm. And they still would have had their build, but it would have been a lot better. Let's move on to someone else that... To me, over the round, it's going to be the worst game of um, the whole collective of umpiring I've seen in a long, long time. No, I think there's a lot of things under question. You it's know, the unbelievable fa- the, fact the quality. That Mason Cox got uh, a week for an oh, absolutely no. minute. Nah, he's a never... dirty dog. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and he's got off, and so he should have because that that wasn't that wasn't reportable. Well, quickly yet, yet, go on a couple of them. Grimes. Grimes, who absolutely went across the boundary line, absolutely flattened whoever it was on that boundary line, gets one week for the same. Yeah, know, gets one week. I mean, Grimes should have got three weeks. Uh, what uh, he did. I'm just. 
I just could not believe that some of the free kicks paid, the 50-minute 50 50 penalties. Uh, it just it looked to me like the umpires lost the feel of the game. Mm. Like, there was one 50-metre penalty in a Sydney and Adelaide game, and I said, that was in the middle of the play. And everyone, even the Adelaide guys were stunned. You know what so I mean? It, and again, it comes... They got a point out of it. it like, I think it comes down to, to be fair, to the umpires, without bagging them too much, is that they're trying to get a grip of these new rules that these, these guys that the head... Tonto, yeah, and the suits. Are bringing, the suit, are bringing bring it in. in. Yeah, and the worst rule of lot, I still say, is the when they give the 50-metre penalty and the guy can sprint down the ground and unless this guy gets 10 metres in front of him, sorry, you're impeding, it's yeah. another 50-metre penalty. Right, we're gonna, uh, it's not going to it's not going to shit itself yeah. until the grand final and it costs someone a goal. The yeah, thing that really annoys me too many. the Cox thing, though, and I'll just touch on that, the other camera angle was a, it was still very soft, but it was a little bit more damning and it wasn't the one the media were using. Now, the other camera, you can see the ball was quite far away. He's ran at the player. Players are look, he's bumped, and you can see his shoulder hit him in the jaw. Mm. Now, the medical report was he got concussion from that. No, concussion symptoms. No, let me, let me finish. Was, let me finish. And the most <laughs> annoying part was they never once asked Cox how much he weighed. Now, I know this is a very biased camera from an English supporter. Yeah, was it just clicked? When Natanui got done for concussive play in a tackle that was just a free kick, he said, how much do you weigh? You have a duty of care being a bigger player. Chris, I did say, again, this week, big guys need a duty of care. That's the biggest pile of shit. But they both went to the tribunal. They both fought it. And then suddenly Cox got turned over. And it was a bump that connected to the head. Natanui never hit the head. He he hit the, the... you're uh, sorry, I forgot it. the poor player. Sorry, I forgot his name, yeah. especially to the people, you know. Yeah. And I'm sorry he got concussed, and that was the same thing you said: concussed, delayed concussed symptoms. Mm. He played that game out. Uh, Armon, I think it was. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 I'm just going to take a pot shot at what exactly what you said, at Christo. If you're saying the big man has a duty of care, then you're being what is it? Um, What's the word for acting against smaller people? Discrimination, <laughs> Discrimination. against us midgets. I can say that I'm quite but <laughs> Little man syndrome. The double standards. Forget the fact about the report. You know, he said they're both guilty. They both got a week. But then once it went to the tribunal, he's out of it. Six minutes it took. Yeah. And what to me, what was the difference? Yeah. It was were... an innocuous thing that ended in a concussion. And they said, you weigh more than you're bigger. You've got a duty of care. You're done. Can, to yeah. Nui, less than 12 months down the track... It wasn't a tackle, but everything else is saying to know yeah. he was a bigger player, made, co- but made contact with the head. But this said, I'm venting. I don't think Cox should have got the week. I think a cheap fine's good enough because they don't want you hitting a player in the head off the yeah. ball. But I just think the double standards of that tribunal was pathetic. Okay, one, like, one last thing on on that too, can I say? And Gil, because Gil will be listening to this, he'll tune in tomorrow. <laughs> Mate, bloody stop better. bloody changing the rules. And stop That's me tweeting me, Gil. I don't want to hear it, mate. <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I'm quickly just going to say this before we go into the final siren. I've worked out why Geelong, they said they were close to tr- trading uh, Tim Kelly. Pile of friggin' shit. You were nowhere near close. But they've got memories that we let Scott Soward go to them. And since Scott well, Soward's gone to them, he's played 22 games. His ankle's fried up. <laughs> the same thing happened to Dale Thomas. Um, and they don't want West Coast to no. get yeah, the upper Don't worry about Tom Scully too. Sometimes his ankles were wrong. <laughs> Their right. ankles were fried before they got there. Yeah. But that's enough of our general uh, footy news. We're going to get into what this show is all about, and that's Eagles stuff. So we'll get into the final siren. It's the final siren. 
Well, the West Coast celebrated the unfurling of the Premiership flag with a 52-point win, 16 goals, 804 to uh, the Giants, 7 goals, 10, 52. Darling kicked 4, Allen 3, Shuey 2, and then we had a number of players kicking 1. Now the Giants had Cameron kicking 3 and then basically didn't have much luck um, help up forward. Um, best players that were reported were Shee, Darling, Hickey, Yo, Allen and Shepard and for Giants, Whitfield, he was all over the place, um, Hopper, Tomlinson, Taranto and Haynes. Just quickly, did anyone find it funny Shuey didn't make the cut for best players on the write-up? On the, did he? No, he didn't. It was, it was bizarre. It's obviously an oversight, but we've got that from the AFL site and oh, well, he the, missed all, it. All the ones yeah. I've got have had him glaringly at the top, but... um. Duggan, he's done a knee, and Davis got a sore eye. Um, but it was a good win in the end. Eagles needed needed that. They bounced back. It was the round one an anomaly? Um, who knows? But it was good to see a win, and we saw Shannon Hearn, Masto, and JK celebrate milestones. I don't think it's going to happen too much where three big milestones are in one game. Um, to me, it was sort of like an arm wrestle there for two quarters but the guy that broke it apart and we'll bring this bit up later was uh, Tom Hickey he had a brilliant game I think he's yeah showed his value and um, that's why I said last week we didn't want to jump the gun and drop this player but I think it was a collective thing I think what we expected from certain players we didn't see against Brisbane we yep. got the better disposal efficiency our marking game where we chipped it around you know, Shuey getting his 28-2 goals. You know, uh, Sheed, his 28 and a goal. And just were, were a lot Hickey, of players lifted, you know, that just weren't there against Long. Well, Hickey had 20 hit-outs. It's only 20 hit-outs because he shared the work with Vardy. But I'm telling you, I reckon without looking at the stats, 60% of them went to advantage, either to Shuey or Yo. And I, and I was sitting there, I was just astounded how clean he was with his taps. And he, he presented up forward, he got a goal, and he took, uh, you know, he had 18 disposals. And that he had um, more disposals in the first three minutes of the, the game than he did the whole last week. Uh, this isn't going to be a popular opinion, but I'd love to get ask you boys a question. And I, a lot of people love Vardy. And I love all Eagles play that said. Is he in danger? He only had nine disposals. Brooksy kicked five goals on the weekend. And... That second ruck roll was a forward ruck pinch hitter kind yep. of thing. If Hickey can hold that down, get his 20 tap outs, he'll get more if he gets more time there. Would we be better with a Brooksy? Or do you think they're going to stick with Vardy if Brooksy can continue forward? Yeah, you have to see how Brooksy goes. Brooksby goes. Um, you know, one game, you know, he had a great game. But again, we'll talk about that in the waffle. But it was against East Romantle. Let's not sugarcoat anything, right? Um, I think some of the amateur teams could beat uh, East Romantle. I'm more um, meaning, like, focusing more on Vardy. Is he now yeah, but Vardy, three disposals and nine the following week? He no holds his spot for the time being, but he has to... Like, Nick's going to come back in round eight, nine, ten, or whenever he wants. Oh, exciting times. Um, Vardy will be the one that makes, makes way. He knows that. But that might be the drive for Vardy to push and... He didn't have the greatest game, but he wasn't bad as well. He what does, do you but think, he, Wayne? he does. I, they won't. I'm telling you now. I got from a very good source. He will not go out because he does a job. And if he, they and what they what they say in the finals last year, 
he took out both um, Grundy and Gorn, and it's it's not the possessions; it's what he does off the board. Yeah, it's what he does off the board, and he, that's, he that's, and that's with a lot of players. And he adds something in the middle of the ground, as this guy told me. Uh, this guy I have there, I know pretty well. He adds something in the middle of the ground that they haven't had a lot of is ground um, aggression. Yeah. If you watch him carefully, he puts a lot of aggression in the ground on the ground ball. So they're not going to drop. He's not going to be the one that goes. And even when Nick comes back, don't be surprised if Nick comes back as a center, a center clearance player. Not and a then Ruttman. straight down the guts, not down to the forward. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. be surprised if Nick comes back in a different role than he's been in. Right. Do you think we could play the three tools, Nick, Vardy? No, you wouldn't. One would have to make Maybe play. not, but I'm, what I'm saying is don't be surprised to see Hickey rucking or Vardy rucking yep. and Nick playing in the middle. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Um, let's just quickly talk about some other players. You said Shuey, well, he was catalyst. 28 possessions, seven inside 50s. And then you got Sheed, who had 28 possessions and five inside 50s and a goal. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see them too. The two best players that were in the grand final are uh, being the two best players in both rounds. And let's hope they can do it again against Collingwood. Um, but they continue in their form. Yeah, I think they paid more attention to Yo. Uh, uh, so exactly. Yeah, remember thing, I yeah. said this is a grand final. I love when they put a player on Yo. I lick my yeah. lips when they put because Shuey's done in the grand final. They tagged Yo again, and it, it's it's reaffirming what I said. Is you got to pay respect to Shuey. Shuey gets these numbers. By having the tag. He's well, had it for six years. I was going to ask you a question, but I'll save that for Bounce Town. And <laughs> it's about Shuey. <laughs> Darling had a... He, he's just standing up. He's becoming that player that... Well, we've always known what he's going to be like. And he's he's at his peak now. But Oscar Allen, for a player that's played his fourth game, being at the grandest, the excitement that kid oozes is unbelievable. And it rubs off on players. I don't know how he didn't get Rising Star Award this week. He didn't get Rising Star? No, no. I don't Are you kidding so. me? I'm pretty sure he didn't. Uh, uh, poor, think... poor player. Um, what yeah. else you got to do to get a Rising Star? The guy yeah. had, what, six, seven it's... marks. He had three goals. Could have been four. He, he will get one, but oh. devil's advocate here. There's always a rush at the beginning. There's a log jam of all these good first year players. Yeah, and true. But I, I reckon this is the best. But the guy that Nab got rising it, eligible for Nab rising star, so second first year players I've seen in the. The long guy time. that got it the week before did stuff all compared to Oscar Bailey Scott. Not Bailey Scott. One of the guys that yeah Scott got it the week before Bailey Scott. Well, the first, first round. Oh, no, he, first round. No, yeah. he he's good. Who got in round one? It's only round two, it's round three now. Basically. Oh, I, I must have been Bailey Scott. Yeah. I didn't think he was that. I didn't think he, oh, he was. Nah, I didn't. He was um, in a losing side. He was North Melbourne's S player, and mm. that that's getting to the point. I said there is such a good draft talent. These first, second year players that are eligible for the NAB Rising Star. I reckon if Petrol keeps his spot, I reckon he'll get one eventually, and I think Oscar Allen will definitely get one. That's Oscar Allen's kid, but uh, they will have to buy their time. Because let's not forget, Shuey never ran the, won the NAB Rising Star, and his numbers that year were incredible. Well, Oscar, he's only played four games, and two of them have been against the Giants. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Our forward line, it, 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 you've got Oscar, JK, JK needed the run, he was rusty as hell. Mm. I mean, he he, could, was he, he got a quite easy kick four goals, for JK. Yeah, yeah. He well, he kicked one goal three and yeah. one and something like, four. And yeah. like we we look at that lot, but they were gettable goals. Like yeah, definitely. You know, you wouldn't miss it, and you got Jack I now mean, and Aussie. Aussie takes the pressure off them all. Oh, it's it's, it's just, exciting. Yeah. Just being at the ground, seeing the enthusiasm was brilliant. I I loved it, and my son turned around to me and said, "Dad, 
I've got a new favourite player. And he's, he likes JK because he's got the same initials. Yeah. And he goes, and I've got a new number for footy. And I go, what is it? No, before I knew, knew you say it, he was going to say 12 and Oscar Allen. So he's already won fans over. Um, another youngster, it took him a while. He did things off the ball. But when he got that ball seven deep and he ran like Winks down the straight, <laughs> that whole crowd went up in one. And it was like... Uh, and somebody said it on another radio show. It was like when Chris Judd got the ball, you'd, you'd stand up because you knew he was going to do it. But we were waiting for it. And the crowd, honestly, everyone went as one. Everyone stood up. They knew it was... The news is going to get a goal. He tried to do it beforehand, but it didn't work. But he, he knew he was just going to go for goal there. Meter shy the last uh, the kick before he did that um, wasn't as special because it wasn't as long a run. No. But he kicked it a meter accuracy wise. It was there, but he lobbed it up. It was a meter short. That one he speared. And mate, how many times have you guys watched that footage? I like over and over. I nominated for goal of the year, and you better get it. Like those. We got goals, goal of the week. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. it was nominated goal wagon, and I was just hoping he actually. If got he can it. do that two to three times a game, we're laughing. Oh yeah, and, and we we, we actually mentioned this on the yeah. podcast. That's why he's got to stay there because yeah. we see that potential. We it's can consist- see what he could add to that. It's side. now it's got to be. It's got for him. It's got to be come down to consistency. Oh, yeah, it's consistency. You, know, it's yeah. Bit, it's you can't about, sit back on your laurels. It's no, about no. turning twelve possessions into twenty. That's right. You know what I mean? And just getting there, but that that'll come. You know, once he starts getting the feel for it, and the the game slows down for him. And he gets faster, and people are going, oh, "What the fuck's going yeah. on?" He's going to revel in it. But he's Look, got that confidence to take the game yeah. on because he did it. A lot of them, he took so many players on, and they'll just kick to opposition that might have gone under the radar, especially at the game because sometimes you miss these things live. It's a great experience live, but you miss little things. Now he honestly did that so many times that game where he just took a player on and just burnt them for speed. Let's talk quickly about the Giants. Whitfield had thirty-three possessions, seven inside fifties. He was. He was everywhere, I thought, but was he? I didn't think he was as damaging as what everyone's telling me he was. Um, you know, they missed Kelly and Toby Green, showed a bit of lack of depth, but Cornelio was getting tagged by Hutchings and didn't have the effect that he usually has on a game. So No one does when they're in Hutchings. You know, program. Hutchings is sitting there like... He's in your back pocket any all the yeah. time, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen a picture of uh, Sheed on the front pocket, and they need a back pocket with uh, <laughs> Hutching in the back, you know what I mean? It, it took me, it frustrated me on the weekend with the commentators saying they were missing Kelly Green and Callum Ward consistently. Yeah, this is going to make a difference. And it took till about 8 o'clock that night when I heard finally someone say, well, wait on, the Eagles missed Shepard. Gaff. Nat and Gaff, and they won a grand final. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and then Cripps it, wasn't playing that game, Gaff wasn't yeah. playing. So, Even yeah. that game that they mentioned, now, so obviously GWS, we still were missing Nick Nat. Mm. You know, Duggan was injured with his knee. Um, we're still missing Gaff, and we had Rioli out. So, mm. and Rioli, yeah. So. Yeah, you still mm. got three of our best and, 22 hours. And we, as well. we miss Rioli big time because he oh, yeah. does, so he adds that something to it. it mm. Before we quickly finish the final siren, out of all the, you know, the markers at the, the KPIs, we only won four to seven. So again, we were behind and everything, but we were in front where it mattered with disposals. We were behind in inside 50s by uh, 15, which is surprising. Yeah, well, that, that, yeah, well, that was that second quarter. and um, That first half of Giants, they were inside 50, that, I think. But we were in front of tackles. 15 times more than us. Yeah. That reminds me of the Eagles Yeah, 13 of old, to 2, though. it was. We, one, so. Remember a couple of years ago, maybe even three years ago, that was the Eagles of old. We didn't go in yeah. as much, but we capitalised on it. Um, and just uh, 
speaking of Setterfield, um, or Whitfield, sorry, he, yeah, he got a bit of the ball, but I'm pretty sure Dom, Sh- we just went attacking with him. Yeah, we so did. So I think we, we went Dom Sheed on him. So we didn't love to. He got a couple more of the balls with less disposal yeah. efficiency, and she kicked the goal as well. Yeah. So. Um, just before we forget, TNG media voting, uh, that went Shuey 3, Sheed 2, and there was a bit of conjecture. We ended up overruling all our members on TNG. We went hickey. Dan was trying to hold up for the members. <laughs> But um, I thought he deserved it in the end. And uh, so, yeah, you got Shuey and Sheed out and five in the lead. So that'll hopefully differ. Hopefully some more names come up as the year goes by. We don't necessarily rely on one or two people. But that's done by the members of the TNG page. So anyway, guys, it was good, good game. A good, good one to win. So hopefully we can continue it on with Bounce Sound, which we'll get to later in the show. The Eagle Nation Waffle Wrap. Well, the Eagles had the last scratch match uh, against the Sharks and they won convincingly and it was surprisingly 52 points, the same as the uh, Eagles versus Giants. Uh, and I only just worked that out to Zen looking at it. 13 goals, 785 to 4 goals, 9.33. And it was... You touched on him briefly in the earlier segment, uh, Keegan Brooksby. Um, kicked five goals, so he's going to put the pressure on the boys in I the rucks. Sh- I should have really read that part. I might have jumped <laughs> the gun there. Like, I didn't want to talk about Brooksy so much because I knew they had the waffle wrap and the exact question I said. And um, I know I asked you boys, but to be honest, I do think Vardy's spot is dangerous. And it's hard with people's favourites. And he's one of mine because I agree the prelim he dominated, the grand final dominated. Without the stats, just what he did, him and Lyset, and that great mark and goal at the like, last. But that as I said, we need, we need a forward pinching him ruck. So if he keeps that form up, I do think Vardy's in trouble. Mm. Yeah, time will tell, but. He's got to keep it up, though. I think Brooks has got to show it. That's all right doing that in a scratch match. He's yeah. got to do this in a game every week. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got to take to, it. To Barty's credit, when he when he went back last year, he he was doing it continually every week. He was playing pretty well at East Perth. When Nick got hurt, he was the, he, he got told straight away, listen, your form's been good. And Simo told him straight away, you're in. Yeah. And he, never, you, and Brooksby, he didn't look back. That, so that, that Brooksby's got a, a big unit. I don't know if you've unit. seen him. He's a... He's a solid bars, man. Did he win the equivalent of Sandover? Was it just club best and fairest? No, he won the, the he won the club and the um, best and fairest for the NEFA. Yeah, N- so N-E-A-F-L. He, he has got that talent yeah. there. He, he's got it. And but I do agree 100%. He's not in on this one game. He's no, got to do this consistently. And Scott Clayton but was... That's a good sign. And, and I think if he does it consistently, then yeah. yeah that was, look at it. That was Scott Clayton. Because we got him over as recruitment, yeah. and he's the one that's got him in. Because I, I don't think he was on the radar until yeah. Scott Clayton came in. I think O'Neill too, seeing our game yeah. style kicking... And seeing this kid in Victoria. Well, let's talk about O'Neill. He, he come back off the injury list and he was picked 28 in overall last year's draft. He did some really good things, apparently, on reduced minutes. He had a knee injury. Um, Jared Cameron played pretty good as well. Schofield was probably the best out of the Eagle-listed players that are coming back from injuries. Cripps got through. Be very surprised if Cripps got a, uh, an upgrade up into the team. And as we said in the injury report, Francis Watson, a super freak, he, he looked to be struggling after he'd done his hamstring, but he did kick a beautiful goal. Um, they said it was a long-range kicking goal. So He is actually unlucky. He's so close thereabouts. He's almost like the Cole story from last year. I'd love to see him on a wing, him man. In front, yep. But there's always something happens. He comes in this great form. He's almost on the cusp, and then something happens. Because he, he's put in, he's pigeonholed for some reason in that half-back 
flank role. Mm. I'd love to see him on a wing because um, in the JRT game that I saw him this year and the previous year, he was playing along the wing and, you know, I know he's running off half back, but he just seems so at home out in the open. And he's got such skill. To me, and I've said this a few, and some people have laughed at me, but if you look at Adam Good's when Adam Good started and you put vision of Frankie Watson next to him, exactly the same. Even the way they run. Yeah, time will tell. And like he him, needs to bulk up a bit. They're persisting with Matthew Allen and in the uh, guts. Archie's, you know, he's probably the one that's probably got the most talent. And will he... Will he be on the list at the end of the year? That that's a big question. He's no. got he's got talent, but it doesn't seem he's got the. He's got to get an opportunity to senior level. If he doesn't, but when he takes no, that, he won't. When he uh, takes that opportunity, he's got to grab it. No, but, that, that's, that's you know what I mean. mean. I mean, not just get a game. I mean, he's got to cement that or show his worth at the top level. Otherwise, he won't. Because we've got we've touched on the kids all the time. That I think he's going. But yeah, that. We've loved the depth right now. Talk about Oscar Allen. We talk about Petrol. We talk about O'Neill's great kicking. He's getting a game. You know, we've touted is you know we talk about with Jammer Cameron ready, even though he's small framed. We got these players. So if he doesn't get a chance this year, I think they will drop him and go for youth policy. I think Archie is going to be one of these guys. He's going to be a really good waffle, sample player. But he struggles at the next level. Yeah. That's just my view. I, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I think he's just a fill-in player, to be honest there. And as the season goes along, guys, you will see that the Waffle Wrap will probably be its own show. So we'll do the main show and the Waffle Wrap will just be separate. So um, we might even start doing that tonight. I might cut it up and do it that way. But um, I hope you're listening to it because we're going to be playing some exciting youngsters that will be playing in the Waffle. So it's one way of getting some news on them. Um, it will be a shame this week they'll lose their first game against the Mighty Red Legs, though. Nah. <laughs> oh, like I said, my allegiance is around the window. Smithy will be out there with me. <laughs> <laughs> Roger. Right. Roger Bryant. It's bounce down. The grand final rematch. It's finally here. It should be round one, I reckon. But we're back at MCG. Um, it's funny that we played there twice last year and we won and they still don't give us any credit. But we're not allowed to train there, boys. Oh, what's new? <laughs> we're not allowed to train there because there's a game on that night. Haven't so. trained there for bloody years, so why worry about it? False promises. But did did I say the story about McGovern last week and what the Eagles were told? Or did I say that off air? Must have been off air. Off air, okay. The story with McGovern, now he was, you know, touch and go the whole way. Eagles contacted the AFL said... He can't take part in the parade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. did yeah. yeah, we did, yeah. So it's like, in, they just like, it's that carrot they dangle in front of you yeah. that they never actually give you, you know? Like, we never allowed train. And you know what? Oval. We, we, we've just got to play ball. And when they come over to WA, I said, well... Go to Aquinas or go to Langley yeah, Park. Um, you, can't play, you can't train on the day before. We're allowed to train on it two days before. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I think the first... I oh, know the first night one's away. You can do it... That means you have to travel earlier. So we've just got to play ball and do the same bloody thing. It's um, just the way it goes. It's the AFL run like the VFL in the 1980s. Let's get back on the footy. But Pies demolished the Tigers last week. Uh, they played that denying, you know, denying them the ball and winning the high ball. It was a mirror image of what the Eagles did last year, yeah. basically. Yeah. It was just um, but probably the second most marks recorded in history or something. four marks. Yeah, um, identical to our yeah their possessions were very high so, in the first half. 
it's going to be interesting because we're not Richmond, so Collingwood are going to have to play us differently or whatever. I don't know how they're going to do that. Let's quickly go through their uh, injury list. You've got Taylor Adams, he's a test, so he could be back. He'll play. Finger. Broomhead is a test. He's the one to break his leg mm. same time as uh, Scully did last year. Uh, Lyndon Dunn, unfortunately, another ACL. Yeah, I feel sorry for there. him. Yeah. That, then that probably that's probably his career. Oh, uh, he is. He's That's probably his career. Um, Will Hoskin Elliott. Well, he he's going to be missing. He's got three weeks still. Uh, he played last year. Um, Murphy's out. Sam Murray. He's on the rookie list and still under the Asada suspension. Reed. Well, uh, Reed's always injured. He must be one of the most injury prone players out. Sharon Berg's nine weeks. Wells is four weeks. Um, and Cox, well, I have him down as suspended. The dirty dog. Mm. Should have got, nah. He, I've heard you he know, lot, no. was that thuggy shame. <laughs> <laughs> you should never do that on the field. You'd have duty of care there, Mason Cox. How much and you, you got to watch Cox? yourself. <laughs> but he's good. It's good to see him back because we want the best players in there. Mm. Um, you know, and, you know, let's put it into context. It, the Eagles are probably going to be missing Cripps from the grand final, Schofield. Uh, they're already missing, you know, Lysett. They've got a different person. So it's not the same team. And Collingwood have got the same team. And it's interesting. Dennis Pagan once said, if you want to go back to back and play in a grand final, six of you are going to be missing from last year's grand final at least. Mm. And it's different. And when you look at it, it's always, I don't think there's ever been two grand final teams play again the next year and they've had exactly the same team. So, um, but it is a grand final rematch. It's not the grand final. We're jumping ahead. But it's going to be an interesting game, and whoever wins, it's going to be labelled premiership favourites, without a doubt. I, 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 the Collingwood will be at full strength. They'll play Taylor Adams. He'll, I guarantee he'll play. I think he's um, yeah. They've just released yeah. as we went to edit. There was no they way. release he's he playing. He's well. That's what they're saying. There's you know, no they, way they play games. Not in this they're game. Saying, yes, he's playing. This is the game he'll be playing. Yeah, they'll go heavy. And they got Jamie Elliott back. I mean, I rate Jamie Elliott. He's brilliant one of, little forward. He's one of my favourite players. I like watching from opposition teams. He's, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, player. Jamie Elliott. He's that it, good at his craft it, that he plays like a tall as well. He'll it, take marks. He and can play shot. tall or small. It's amazing. If him and Degoe can get going, or his pronunciation of his name, as I found out, listen to the Collingwood podcast. Yes, I did. Is De Hoy because he's Dutch, but he likes Degoe. But if they get going, him and Elliott, we're in trouble. Yeah, without a doubt, we've got. To, I mean, Tommy Cole's going to come up again to a, 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 in another another area here. And look, the one I'm really looking forward to too, if they're both playing, is Jaden Stevenson and um, Petrocelli. Oh, it's going to be interesting. They're, they're both excitement pace, machines. Yeah. They're the guys that got. Uh, Stevenson's got the same pace as Petrocelli. He oh, can burn off anybody. I'm and... going to play as another grab here. Um, our maestro, our technical advisor, sound advisor, and from the TNG Media, Darren Giddos. Call him our IT guy. Yeah. IT, he's got this little grab for us. Can you find room for Andrew Gaffey? For Gaffey? Yeah, oh, he might be in the mix. Yeah, um, <laughs> Stock's getting 30 touches during training, then we'll talk um, if he's in the side or not. But he, he, he's been waiting for a long time to play, so I think he'll be in the mix. Now, Simo, let's call it a spade a spade. He's playing. 
Just uh, stop talking shit. Uh, <laughs> we, all know, oh, we all know Gaffy's going to play. It's, it's very tongue-in-cheek. I actually really like that because it's a suspension. He's been training, you know. This isn't an injury. He needs to get mm. formed. He's been training off the park. I, I can't well, see us making many changes. Oh, well, that's what I'm going to say. He comes in, he goes out. Well, obviously Duggo's out because he's yeah. he's out with the week for Dean. Gaffy will come in. But I, Is I, that I the only change? I can't see too many more changes, to be honest, because he's proven over the last two years, Simo, he doesn't make a lot of changes. Win, win or lose, he does not make. He's not big on making big. Someone's changes. telling me he that's going to be the only change. But if they do bring a backman in for like Schofield, will come in for uh, Duggan, and then they're going to have to drop. Say, unfortunately, a Smith or a Venables for for Gaff. Yeah, I would well, say that, so. That, that's the only thing I can. Unless there's another injury that hasn't been. Let so out no. from the club. You look at our back six. You've got Shepard, you've got Hearn, you've got Barash, you've got Govan, you've mm. got Jetto, and you've got Cole. So there's our solid six. Yep. Now, if they need a quick break, we've got our midfielders that can go back. I know people aren't a fan of it, but Mastin will often go to the half back. You've got Yo, who's an all Australian mm. backman. So we've got these midfielders that can just plug that hole quickly. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do go just a mm. like for like swap with Duggan. Um, if they do bring in a back, it's definitely Schofield, I agree there, and I think Venables will be unlucky. Um, this is a game I look at, Collingwood's the favourites, and they should be. It's at MCG. Fair enough, they're in good form. Um, but if Eagles play our game, we we can easily win this. We talked about um, their forwards, Degoe, be, you know, being in great form and these things, but if JK and Darling fire, I think they're two more dangerous forwards. Oh, well, what, who's the match winner? I want you, One match winner from Evie. Match winner? Yeah. It's a so hard question because we're a defensive pick, you're unit. Gonna, All right. You're under the pump. I'm going to say Darling. Our match winner? Yeah. Yo. I like I'm going to say Gaff. Gaff. We've all got different. We're all that, going that's different. my point. It's like we don't rely on one player. That's what I love about our Eagles squad right now. We're going we're gonna to wind it up. Uh, Collingwood are paying $1.46. Eagles are $2.60. That's bloody great value if you're a betting person. Um the Vicks give us no respect. That's the reason why. But tips for the game, margin. Oh, I always go Eagles. I reckon Eagles by 17 points. That's, that's why I never win the footy tipping because I'll tip the Eagles <laughs> by, by by two points. Well, I'm going to put my tipping hat on and I, I, don't get me wrong, I want the Eagles to win, but Collingwood by 17 points. We, now, Dan and me have just chucked the daggers yeah, into, into uh, We need to chest. talk to you, Wazza. You're not invited back <laughs> next week, mate. No. Uh, we put the daggers into him here. Yeah. Uh, listen into the show, guys, every week. We're going to try and cut shows up and change things around. Um, Eagle Nation, it's on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can download the shows on there, or you can go straight to a multitude of uh, platforms, podcasts, we've got SoundCloud, iTunes, iTunes, I mean, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castro, CastBox, Wooksha, plenty more. Um, just a quick chuck um, hello out to a couple of the podcasts that I want you to listen to. Our brother Cast Go Footy, have a listen to them guys. They put out a good fan base one every week. And also check everyone out on Podcast Central because that's going to be the new Facebook page that you want to go to and a web page is coming up soon. It's going to be the home of podcasts. Um, Thanks for joining in, guys, and see you next week. And hopefully it's the Eagles, the Premiership favourites, sitting closer to the top of the ladder. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. See you then. Got it, the sheet. Cripps. Shepard to Craft leads the charge. Now Nelson. Beautifully read by Shepard. 